Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Second (laughs) podcast recording session of the day. Yeah, more chaotic energy. I'm ready for this. The last one was a bit chaotic, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But like I said, those are my favorite ones, so. That's true. That's true. And today, did you know that we're talking about how to make a character? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad you are prepared for this one. No, I totally know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. We've decided to talk about how we create characters when we are coming up with a book, which I'm sure will be very different being the plotter and pantser that we are. (laughs) What if they're the same? (laughs) who i mean maybe maybe so when i start with a character the first thing i think of is the lie the want and the need Mm -hmm. which is a uh thing that you can find in the save the cat book on how to write a book so basically it's the motivations for a character this is probably the first thing i think of like, what are they going to be doing in this story and what's, like, their goal and what do they need to learn is basically mm-hmm. what it is. So there's, like, the lie is the, the is a lie that your character tells themselves that is usually brought about by, like, some sort of trauma in their past, which has caused them to think about the world in a certain way that is wrong. And so mm-hmm. that connects to the need, which is your character needs to realize that this thing is wrong and realize the right way to do it and then the want is basically what your character's goal is in the book like their goal (laughs) is to go save the world or they want to go I don't know open a bookstore like my book yeah like yeah that's the goal and that can change throughout the book so So those are the kind of you know their overall like their overarching character growth you already know what it's going to be when you start writing yeah that's the first thing that I need to do is like, yeah, is motivations. And then the second thing would be like the character's name. My characters need to have a name. Like I need to yeah. be calling them by their name. Oh, I agree. And it's got to be the right name, right? Do you yes. pick a name and sometimes you're like, this is awful. This just does not fit this person. Because <laughs> usually if I'm right, if I'm brainstorming and I don't have a name, it's like, I'll just, the character will be like, you know, like, it'll be a personality trait or something about them that I'm using to just like as their name until I picked a name. Oh, that's weird. So it's like, yeah, the girly girl or like the love interest until they've given them them a name. That's interesting. I've not done that. I definitely have like a, a book of, I think it's like a book of baby names, but I scribbled that out and put character names on it. Um, and it's just got all these insane lists. Like it's got all these names and then all this other stuff, but I'll pick like a couple out of there and then see what kind of fits the character. So I've got like one of three to kind of go with. Yeah. I I just Google. I Google because I usually Google specifically because usually oh, I know school. like what kind of like, like race the character is going to be. So I have an idea of yeah. what kind of name I want to go with them. Like, yeah. Yeah, if I'm writing like an Indian character or a Chinese character or 
like that's going to depend on like I'm not going to give them like super white names because that's racist yeah no and then you've got to be really careful as well to make sure that you understand like the naming conventions of different countries because it's like it's not why it's completely different like everybody has a different way of doing things like and you don't want to have the wrong name yeah but yeah finding the character's name is like very important for me to like I don't know. It's like where I yeah. start. Like I give them a name and then it's like then they start to like appear to me of like I can start doing the kind of the description of them because like I don't know. A name gives a vibe of like what a person is like and what they look like, I think. Oh, you know, yeah, definitely. You see people and you're like, oh, you don't look like a John. <laughs> like yeah. you have an image in your head of like what a name means and what someone looks like. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like character motivation to begin with then their name, then, like, describing what they look like and kind of personality traits, I guess. Yeah. Would be, like, the next thing. That's kind of how I start. How do you start? Do you actually plot out your characters or are you just being a pantser? You're, like, you pick a name and then, then you just start going <laughs> and whatever comes out is how that person is. No, I I definitely know. I know who the main character is before I even start writing. And I'll generally know their name because I feel like that's important. And I'm like, how do I do this? Um, (laughs) I know you don't have to analyze it. You You just do it and it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always start with character. Like they're always doing something or they're always talking about something. And then I sort of world build after that and we'll bring it back later. But um, I suppose as a pantser, I've kind of either just got the main character and I'm going to work everything else out as I go along, or I've already been thinking about it, but not put anything on paper yet and kind of have that semi-formed world in the brain, which I'll then use to start it. But I will always have a name for them. And I'll quite often in the first couple of chapters, if I if the name just doesn't fit or it's like clunky to write or something like that, or it just doesn't feel right then I'll just go back and work out the names because I feel like that's quite important. I don't, um, in terms of like creating them, all I really need to know is what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually very early on try to work out what their flaws are or what they're not good at or what they're like, the thing that makes them slightly more interesting because I've, I know that we've just done bad writing habits and I should have said this there, but I definitely previously have written like perfect people that basically have can do no wrong, blah, 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 um, which is the most boring person in the world. And so you can't really write about it. So I try to get their flaws early on. Um, I don't necessarily have to show them straight away, but I'll try and know what their flaws are and either like list it out somewhere so I don't forget it. Otherwise, I'll have, just have a book of, per- of perfect people and then I'll have to go back and edit um, some life into it. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, what do they want? What are they? What's their situation and what do they want? Um, and I think it's probably a little bit different because I won't know the – I don't always know the um, the big picture of the storyline. Sometimes I'm creating that as I go. So like in terms of what their character growth is going to be, Sometimes it's more on a on a small scale rather than the large scale, like, mm. um, and it's probably more to do like how they're gonna 
overcome their flaws or how their flaws are going to get them in trouble whilst they're going after their want. Yeah. Um, do, do you, you don't, you only know like the main character. You don't know like any of your side characters. Cause I literally have, will have planned out every single character, like main and, su- and like side character that are going to be in that story. They will all have like names and personalities and they'll all have their own like problem going on. And I'll have that like completely written down. <laughs> nah. Handsome <laughs> me does not do that. So there's, I think there's a couple of different ways. There's probably like um, a sliding scale of of how I would operate, but I'll probably know one of their closer characters and that's either like their nemesis or like their love interest or mm-hmm. their best friend or whatever, just someone else that is introduced um, pretty early on. I might know that there's that character, but I won't know their name or like what they want or what their flaws are or blah, blah, blah. And I'll just work that out as I go. Mm. Um, or <clears throat> that sounds like madness to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like alchemy. Yes. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I suppose I'm so used to it, but um, quite often I'll know or I'll have already imagined up like the other main person to a lesser level but you know what I do do is when I'm about halfway through the book when I've kind of like cemented who these characters are and where it's going then I'll tend to go back and um just jot down some of the things about the character like you know like the hair color the eye color like the wants the flaws blah 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 blah. so make sure I've got it all there in case I do that thing where I just leave it for ages (laughs) and then come back later um just for consistency but I'll but I'll do that because I mean yeah because I haven't planned it and it's just like recording it after the fact, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important because there's been times where I've like made like a, a new character may have popped up that I hadn't originally planned for. And then I start yeah. writing them and then I go back and I'm like, I don't know. I have to like go back and find that part and be like, how did I describe that character? I don't remember what they look like or whatever, because yeah. I didn't plan them to begin with. And that's something else that happens, I guess, is that characters pop up and like, personality traits and things pop up Mm. while I'm writing like I start writing a sentence or something and then like how a character reacts to it all of a sudden it's like oh this is part of their personality that I didn't actually plan for which is so crazy because it's like my brain is coming up with this and yeah like my brain is playing that character in my head and is like okay Mm. this situation oh well they're gonna react like this and then it surprises me that they're gonna react like that even though I'm the one who thought of it yeah it is quite funny. It's quite, it's the fun part of writing though, isn't it? Is when you're like, oh, wow, how did that all line up? Or yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the fun is like you make a character, but then obviously you want to test them in some way. And sometimes I sit there and think, oh, it would be even harder for them if I added this flaw in. Mm. Um, so I might just do that to make it more interesting. Because I, I think sometimes, yeah, putting the character in situations where I don't even know how they're going to get out of it is the times when I come up with the most creative solutions rather than knowing how they're going to react or what they're going to do. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen people who do that, who like when they're creating characters, they do like a little character interview where they'll like write down questions and they'll answer the question yeah. as their character. And then like they, yeah. so they learn their character through answering the questions. To That's themselves, interesting. Which I, think I couldn't really do that. Cool. But yeah. I really like that. See, I have most of my characters planned out 
And like they change, they definitely change over time because what I start, the idea I start out with is never the idea it ends up being. Yeah. But I think it's important to like know what they want and like, yeah, what's holding them back from what they want because that's, that's really what drives the story. Like, yeah, to begin with. If there's no like yeah. chaos going on, then it's not very exciting. Yeah, I definitely in this last, um, in the book that I'm still writing, but I had a character that popped up and then just disappeared like a side character. And I or I think about it still and I haven't worked out what I'm going to do with that person. But it, to me, it kind of says either I've just used them as like a plot device basically and they don't really have any business being a character in the book or I need to go and think of a storyline for them that kind of weaves them into the book. Yeah. I'm similar in like I've started and I started doing this with um, Hearts and Frost and Flame because it's from multiple points of view. There are a lot of characters in that story because there's four main characters Mm. and they've all got like their own lives and their own friends and like there's intersecting stuff as well. But there's a lot of characters. Mm. And after doing the first draft, I realized that there were so many characters that served kind of the same purpose and then mm-hmm. I ended up combining a bunch of characters. I think there were like three, there was probably six characters that I combined into three other characters yep. because there were just traits within them that could just be in one person. And like you- story-wise, they would fit in as well. Like there was like, so there's, in the story, there's a like a school where people are training with their animal companions and so there were a lot of students there as well and then there's a crew of people who are kind of like trying to break this girl out who's there from the other kingdom Mm. and they've got the crew and there was a girl who was at the school and a girl in the crew and I just combined them into one person and she's like hiding out in the school like working for the crew and also being there because like it was just too many characters and they were very similar in their personalities and it was just yeah easier to put them together to be one person and cut out characters yeah I definitely have in the past written too many characters in there and I think it's it's not always needed and it's really hard to track all of those characters as well and you have to be really careful that you're not just having them exist to move the plot along like they have to have some sort of like reason and some sort of personality and you know they have I I think side characters are really interesting because they essentially need their own wants and flaws and et cetera. Um, yeah, they've got to be having their I don't own little story think of them. that's yeah. going on. I feel like I put a lot of effort into them. the main character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is writing, I add so many characters in because I like you want your world to feel fleshed out. Like you don't want to like have like there's no one around in this, in this like you're at a, a, a what, a school of people who are learning how to look after their animal companions and you want it to feel like there are actual people there and interacting with all these people but then you're just listing a bunch of characters and if they don't really serve any purpose yeah not a point to them I would I try to think about um those side characters as in like I try to think from their perspective as if they were the main character like they're never going to be the main character in this (laughs) book but like what would their entire book look like Mm. if they were the main character and that sometimes help uh, I use that to work out whether they belong there or if I've put enough work into them because sometimes it's just like I don't put enough work into them because I treat them like a (laughs) side character (laughs) 
Whereas, uh, yeah, trying to treat everybody as if, like, because in their world they are the main character. Like, everyone's their own main character, mm-hmm. right? I think because I plan out my <laughs> characters so much and they have their own, they, like, have their own stories, sometimes I'm, like, trying to get across, like, this other, the side character's story in the main character's world can be really yeah. difficult, especially if it's, like, yeah. if you're writing it in first person, like, whatever's happening to all these side characters can only be witnessed by your main character and your main character is not going to be there for everything. <laughs> like if, if your yeah. two side characters are having a romance, you have to like yeah. show just like bits and pieces of that while the story's going because your main character is not following those two people around being like, yeah. oh, they've made out. Oh, they're having sex now. Like <laughs> That escalated quickly. But yes, that's kind of, I. that's my like uh, third person a lot. And we we'll usually start in third person mm-hmm. in case I want to do like a broad um, story like that. I yeah. want everybody involved. Yeah. What about um like characters, physical description? What do you do for that? You obviously plan. Do you plan it all out? Yeah. I'll plan it like what they look like, what clothes, like what their main guest clothes that they're wearing are like. What the style is. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like straight up you need to like, describe a character when you see them not like full on just standing there going they've got blue not hair. like we used to do like list yeah. <laughs> yep the boots so are this, the trousers are this <laughs> an entire paragraph just describing the entire person from head to toe but like you yeah. know you pe- you pepper it in like you, they say hello to you and you're like oh and they flicked back their blonde hair so you know that they're blonde and then later on it's like oh they their long skirt got caught on the table as they were passing by me so you kind of yeah. know bits and pieces of them. But, yeah, I definitely need an idea of what they look like to complete the picture for me. Yeah. Do you find that the that their voice comes to you first or, like, the images of who they are? Definitely images. I think voices, voice comes later. I think a lot of my characters sound the same to begin with. And then yeah. as I write conversations, like, their quirks and stuff start to come through a bit more and you kind of work out yeah how they're gonna talk like to begin with in enemies to booksellers um echo doesn't use contractions and she did to begin with which was really annoying because when i edited it i had to go back to all of her dialogue and take out all of the contractions so she doesn't talk in contractions and then fazia uses his own name he talks in the third person which again didn't start off that way he used to use i and then i was like no, he's he's cute. He's gonna he's gonna call himself so by his cute. own name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he talks to, to, about himself in the third person. So yeah, I think I write everyone very similar to begin with, and then as I write and they have interactions with each other is when their voice starts to come through. To yeah, me. And I, I feel like for me, like the voice comes through first. Like I'm more likely to hear them talking. Not like I have voices in my head, but as in like when I'm thinking about it, like. <laughs> It'll either be they're in a conversation with someone is usually how I'll pick them up or they're just having like a conversation with themselves like in their head mm. and that's the first part that I get and then I kind of like build them out from there. Yeah. So cool. I wonder if that's like a pantser thing because you don't really know. You just. I don't know. Because the, vo- the voice is the thing that I guess that comes through first because your character's talking. That That's the thing you, you see the 
the most. Yeah, and I, I suppose that's the the like I find it easier to start the chapter like mid them talking or mm. either to themselves or to someone else. Yeah. Because I don't have the plan or the plan <laughs> is far less than what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do I do? How do you go with like love interesty kind of things? Do you, like you know what the love interest is going to be? Oh, if there's a love interest, I already know who it's going to be <laughs> and what it's going to be about and how that part's going to work. Mm. So, like, even though I don't know the overall story, I will know that I'm going to, that these two people are going to be love interests for each other mm. and they're going to get together and then they're going to get apart and then they'll get together and then we'll work out whether they stay together or not at the end. But, like, use I'll, I'll kind of follow that f- like romance formula and I'll know that that's going to happen but I just I don't know what else is going to happen around that to make it difficult or slash easy for them I think when I'm making two characters who are gonna have a like romance together I think about what I think the first thing is like what is different like what's keeping them apart I guess would be the first thing I would think of is like why are they not just like together straight away because well, a lot of my books are like enemies to <laughs> enemies to lovers. Yeah, yeah. So you need a really good meaty reason for them to be enemies. Yeah, which is a great love story as well, by the way. <laughs> love it. So yeah, I'm usually thinking about like what's keeping them apart. What I guess if they kind of be opposites in a lot of ways because of that. So it's like okay, if my main character is like this, then my love interest has to be like this, so that mm. they're having opposing feelings about stuff so yeah my if I'm doing an enemies to lovers kind of story then the love interest is like a mirror reflection of the protagonist in kind of opposites and things and what they want and what they do and and what they need yeah that's interesting yeah Mm. (laughs) um... I'm hitting the like the I've gone off the like the crazy rambling and now I'm like okay I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, a little bit tired. Um, favorite characters either from books you've read or like TV series, movies, Ooh. or your own. <laughs> all my own. I love all my characters. That's a good like Taz Brecker from Six of Oh Friends. yes, I love I love, Taz. I, I love a morally so great character. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Super flawed, eh? Super, like, morally grey. Yeah, he has so many... I think that's always really interesting. Yeah, he's got so many levels to him. And he's just, yeah, it's such an interesting... He's just a really interesting character in the way he thinks and deals with stuff. Because, like, on the outside, he's a terrible person, probably, but you still love him. 16-year-old criminal or whatever he is, 17, (laughs) I don't know, very young. Very young. I forget I suppose, how young he is in the books. I'm trying to think I suppose other- the way he holds his like trauma is quite interesting because you don't like that's slowly revealed over a period of time, but it's very clear from the get go because he won't even touch people. Hmm. I think which I no find spoilers. The most interesting characters are the ones that have like those huge flaws, which I guess is why I like morally grey characters so much. Like you think like I think about like like Malfoy from Harry Potter, like. Oh, yeah. He's got so much stuff going on in his life and, like, he's not just, like, a 
like a one-dimensional villain kind of thing like yeah he's got a lot going on and I find that really fascinating because he's just yeah he's got lots of flaws (laughs) the more flaws the better in a character and like if you look at yeah if you look at Shadow and Bone as well I feel like probably more like the Netflix series that people really took to the Darkling even though he's clearly a super bad dude yeah (laughs) Um, He's also super hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, that helps, doesn't it? I get that. Like, the Darkling is such an interesting character, whereas, like, Mel, not as much, like, not, not as interesting. He seems quite boring because he's not really that flawed. Like, he's yeah. pretty sorted out in his life most of the time. Like, he doesn't really yeah. have any problems. But is it because he's plain? Because he's written really plain. He's, he's written really plain. That's true. I think that's a common thing in in love interests. In particular, like heterosex- heterosexual female protagonist who has a male love interest, a lot of the times the male love interest is really boring and it's like the side characters. Like the male are- version of Mary Sue. Yeah. Like- and the side characters are so much better or like, yeah, which is why like the villain becomes like a much better choice of love interest because they're just so much more interesting because they're so much more flawed yeah. Whereas the main love interest is like mostly just like a hot guy who has not really that many problems going on. He's just there to be a love interest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, a huge mix of things that I think that's the fun part though as well, getting to think about like what is the most interesting character for this situation that I want to put them in mm. and what's going to make it harder for them or more difficult yeah, yeah I think I mean, that's I've one seen of the things cool that are things like about them. um people have said like oh I started writing a book and I and I from this person was my main character and then they were like it actually ended up changing it to this side character being the main character because they, their story was just so much more interesting than the original story I was writing for this main character yeah which is I guess how spin-off series also happen <laughs> You, you, I yeah. find like my side characters I create them and I love them so much and because they don't get that spotlight in your main book you're like I want to have their own story yeah and I I wonder if like I feel like a lot of new writers do the whole self-insert um themselves into the character as well when they're starting and I think it's really easy to do when you're also writing in first person where you're like I did this I did that I yeah. feel like um yeah it's very easy to like slip yourself into that main character and then you don't want to talk about your flaws like (laughs) we don't want to talk about our flaws in the last um, episode of this (laughs) yeah and then yeah sometimes uh, it's maybe easier to think about the um the the peripheral characters because you you hold like the main characters so close to you Mm. Mm. I agree so that was our episode on character creation, which I think took like a, a tangent into like romance, love interests and, yeah. and other things, but still really fun. We want to thank you guys for listening to our episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we'd love if you would leave us a review so we could get seen by more people. You can find mine and Sarah's books at most online retailers if you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray. You can find us on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author and Sarah Gray Write Stuff. I am also on TikTok at Laura Catherine Author. And we just want to thank you guys so much for listening to us.
for another episode of Bound Together. Bye, guys. Bye.